0: Yo, yo, my men and my women. Yo, yo, my men. And my women. Yo. My men and my women. Welcome to the A show. It's the anti-animal show, man. Anti-animal. I fucking hate them. About it. It's for September first. How's it going, everybody? How's it going? It's September already, and where are we in quarter four yet? Oh no, not yet. This is the end of quarter three september so it's the last month but uh anti-animal dude uh cats fuck dog fuck dogs fuck fuck rabbits fuck goats fuck chickens fuck them there's a reason why humans are on top on the fucking top of the fucking food chain despite the climate change and all that but then again if the humans weren't that fucking great we wouldn't have a climate change so there's that and then BK, why are you so mad at animals all of a sudden you know what I, i i'm a little butthurt i'm a little butthurt uh, but I'm going to talk about that next week. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I I'm live with so many animals, but none of them have been my own, you know, so I'm like, whatever. But I have never dealt with such a fucking bipolar, two-faced, son-of-a-bitch fucking cat that I dealt with the last 72 hours or the 60 hours to be exact. So I'm a little hurt, you know, it's like this cat kept fronting for the last 13 months. And all of a sudden, when it's just me and him in a room, a room that he's not familiar with, he just, like, treats me like a piece of shit, like I'm a nobody. And then for five minutes, acts like, oh, man, I need you, man. And then, like, all right. And then I start like, being more proactive about it, being a fucking Red Cross Salvation Army of this shit. This motherfucker turns and hisses at me. And I go, like, fuck you, dude. Fuck you. I gave you Starkist fucking tuna, not a fucking Costco, not a fucking, no brand, great value fucking tuna, you don't think it came from the fucking Pacific Ocean? I gave a fucking star kiss, yo. But then this motherfucker hisses at me. What the fuck is wrong with him? And then when the owner comes back, this cat acts as if nothing fucking happened. And then starts like fist bumping me and shit. I keep, I'm gonna keep cussing at this motherfucking cat. They're like, you two-faced, double, you double-turned son of a bitch. Well, fuck him, you know. But anyways, you know, if, if it was like a brand new feral cat, I would completely understand. But then this motherfucker starts acting weird more recently. And then I just go, yo, I think this cat needs need some fucking help. You know? And then it's to a point where I got so fucking undermined. <laughs> I wait, wait, There's no psychologist that can help with this. Other than, like, if I go to a human psychologist, it'd be like, PK... Hey, fuck. Jesus Christ. You should talk to the cat owner about this. And then, you know... But anyways... I'm being half facetious, but I'm, I'm, I'm like, mostly, actually, genuinely hurt by this cat. And then uh, I think this cat played a perfect mind game. And then, you know what? I, I give this cat a lot of credit, you know, not for being a cat, but this is not a cat behavior. Again, I, I live with so many fucking cats. I've seen and dealt with so many fucking cats. I took care of many cats. So, it's not the fucking first time. So, this cat, for some reason, got under my skin more than the others. And I just go, like, this Bipolar two-faced motherfucker, you know, so I'm gonna save that next week I, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but um that was an ex- interesting experiment, but man I, I kept like quantifying this motherfucker's diet because this guy was clearly ducking me When I'm completely passed out or flopped, goes to poop or, or when I leave the unit He starts pooping and making mess and then sitting in all the places that he I thought he always sat but didn't but doesn't do it in front of me Maybe we both need time to soak each other in a little bit, you know. But then this motherfucker don't know the how the economic works. This motherfucker don't know the brand difference between the fucking tunas. So you know what? Fuck him. Fuck this two-sided, like, two-faced. Son of a bitch. Fucking cat. But anyways, there's that. God, I spent four minutes on this goddamn cat. And then the, you know what? Dogs are stupid too. If this were a dog, you know, dog would be so stupid to either accept me and then, like, eat the hot dog that might, like, been poisoned you know or some shit because they're not so fucking bright either and then for regular cats you know they turn on fucking owners so fucking easy that's why they're disloyal sons of bitches you know but this specific cat that i dealt with was way too loyal to its owner so i'm like kudos to that guy but then if you're gonna act like you know like we're cool for a year and then now all of a sudden when it's just two of us and it was like it's like john jones talking shit and Daniel Cormier off the air. Fuck you. Yeah, I hope you. I hope this cat listens to this fucking podcast. I hope the rest of the cats listen to this shit. Fuck the dogs too. Those are fucking dumb. And then like they don't get it like the fucking cats at times. And then you know who's the worst animal to own? Fucking rabbits. Fucking bunnies. They shit everywhere. They're fucking high maintenance. And then what do they ever provide? Oh, they're delicious. I no, they're not delicious. I've had pigeon. Pigeon's better than a fucking rabbit. Alright, there's my rant. So, humans, humans all day, all the time. Now, we, we got way too many fucking animals out there. So, I'm like, y'all go adopt them, y'all go own them. I'm not gonna do that. I'll go hang out with you. It's like the fucking boat. You don't own the fucking boat or the yacht. You'll have a friend who owns a boat or the yacht, okay? And then I'm sure I'll say the same thing. You know, the cat and then the fucking dog and the bunny and a yacht would be replaced with a kid later, you know? And then when the kid becomes a teenager, this is the whole theory, or the theory, my, like, uh, irrational fear, long time down the road, like, when I have a kid. And then I said this to a couple people when they had their kid, I was like, dude, I cannot imagine, like, you know, as, as, elate, as much as the joy and the elation you feel, you know, having a kid at that moment, it's like, holy shit, this motherfucker came out of my balls, and then, like, out of my partner's vagina, you know, surrogate if needed but I'm like it's unbelievable you're holding a life and then my irrational or not irrational but overly cautious overcautious fear that I have this anxiety is like 14 years later this motherfucker gonna slam the door on me and be like I hate you that and then I'll look back and be like boy I just held this little motherfucker for like five minutes when he came out of the the mommy's JJ. And then I was just like almost broke down in tears. And then 13, 14 years later, this motherfucker says he hates me and then slams a the door on me or keeps playing fucking motherfucking Call of Duty all fucking night. What a useless piece of shit. You know? The amount of heartbreak that you feel, folks, at that moment, as a parent, as a human being, I mean, I don't want to feel that. <laughs> I don't want to feel that. That's why I don't want a fucking offspring. So why bother having those feelings? catch the feelings and just to have them fucking broken why bother and then uh, the parents who hear this fucking laugh and it's like well and then the common answer they give you is like well that's part of the process that's part of the life and then like but it's but I'm like why the fuck would you want to do this? we got way too many of the fucking kids anyway gee am I interchanging all the humans and animals here? yes we're overpopulated yes we're like fucking warming this earth way too much as evidenced by fucking Hurricane Ida And then all this dumbass humidity that we're getting over here. And then the dumbass fucking dry heat that's out on the West Coast. But, you know, who gives a shit? So anyways, where was I going with this for like seven minutes? My point is, never catch feelings with a living thing. And then, other than a partner. Anything offspring-like, whether it's your pet animal. Pet animal is not your romantic partner. You're not going to fuck your dog. That's a fucking crime. So that ain't gonna happen. The dog doesn't love you back the same way like right at you, buddy. We're gonna gonna work out this financial trouble together. No, the dog will be like a fucking kid coming up and be like, it's gonna be okay, daddy. It's gonna be okay. I'm here for you. I have the energy. Yeah, fucking three-year-old and a fucking ten-year-old dog say the same fucking shit. So yeah. And then, that's why for the longest time, I have, I've been saying, like, I don't want an offspring. I don't want a fucking pet. Yes, when I was five, I wanted a fucking dog. But then, way, more and more later, you know, you know, dog walking, living with other people's dogs, room mating, all that shit, house mating, blah, blah, blah. I, I just, like, I don't want to own this. I don't want to own this. It's a fucking annoyance. It's like the vet bill, cleaning, all that shit, disciplining. What's the difference between the pet and the kid? You know? The kid... You know, it's gonna speak the same language as you And then eventually you're gonna get into a fucking, you know, fucking student loan debt Or some shit Or if he doesn't get into, or she, she, or whatever, Z, you know Don't get into a fucking student loan debt They're gonna be going off and becoming an artist and be like Fuck university, man, fuck college degree And then I'll be like, you know, panning and like panicking over the next little while I was Like, how's this kid gonna fucking survive, you know go, go play a basketball, go play hockey or some shit, you know and then I have all these like unnecessary anxiety and pain. So, why bother experiencing it when you can just prevent it? You know? Like the Iraq War. It's a preventative measure. You're supposed to do it. So, anyways, what the fuck was I going to talk about today? Oh, yes. Uh, Colleen and I were at the baseball game uh, this past weekend. Yes, a baseball game. And a second time, we're going to a Comerica Park here in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, and then I got very lucky finding a second row seat behind the home plate some of you may be asking holy shit it must have been like a thousands and thousands of dollars and then you bought a resale no i was incredibly lucky just like i have friends who have pets and yachts and boats and i never have to own the primary responsibility and the insurance of it I was very fortunate that I found this through the Tigers' website about a month ago when I said, ah, uh, Blue Jays are coming into town, ah, uh, maybe we're getting safer to going back into the stadium, especially outdoors, I'll still mask, you know, all that shit. So, you know, same as the Fall Out Boy concert we went about a month ago. So, I will go to the website and then I see, oh shit, two seats are open in section 127, which is a away team bench side. Uh, the dugout side, and I said, all right, I want that. So if you're watching it at a home, uh, left-handed batter side. And then I said, ooh, second row? Just two of us, so we don't have to, like, be next to people? Like, and then there's only one, like, row ahead of us? Two people? That's fucking awesome. And then it was only $125 plus fee, so it was, like, $290 total. And I'm like, fuck it, YOLO, and then took it. Yes, $125 before fees and taxes for the second row seat behind the home plate at the Tigers game. Granted, the Tigers are shit, but even the Orioles don't charge this low. Maybe they are. I should go find out this deep into the season, you know, against the playoff team. So I was very lucky getting it. Even even getting a resale you know, of this ticket is going to be very difficult anyway. And then, you know, it was great. And then I I'm, I hope that I can do this again in life. Next, the goal next time is a first row. Um, but I knew I was gonna be on the fucking TV, so I decided to maximize my moments, you know. Aside from like, look, man, I've been to way too many baseball games. I, I realized that I checked in about oh, 45 times now, according to the MLB at Bad App. I mean, you know, that's not so little, especially starting out like 15 years ago, you're going in like three at a time or something, three a year almost. Um, you know, so this is the first time I've been behind the home plate. And then I knew, for those that are curious, you know, on the TV that saw the Saturday game. And then there's a YouTube clip, but I'm going to leave the link in the comments uh, in the description. I knew where the cameras were, and then watching the games too long, I knew when the camera is going to be pointing to the home plate. So I played to it. So, two things I wanted to get across is that I'm a passionate Blue Jays fan in Detroit, somehow made it over. And then I'm just following the team very closely, which explains a couple moments, you know, where I was just like I was because it's put a mask over my fucking eyes when the bullpen for the Blue Jays came up and played. Uh, Was it what the fuck is his name? Travis Richards. When he came on, I just like fucking Trevor Richards. I forgot. See, it's so fucking interchangeable. At this point, the bull, uh, the bullpen, I just forget. I just covered my eyes and I said, I just kept mouthing, I this bullpen sucks, I can't watch him, I can't watch him. Terrible bullpen. And then, you know, all that shit. And then I gave, I, it was fucking awesome that Alec Manoa, the starter for the Blue Jays, he had eight strikeouts. And then I think the strikeout specific uh, video uh, showed a few slowdowns where I was like either clapping or jumping off my seat going, good job, Alec. Or like I was doing one time the strikeout pose. And then I was right behind him, just slow-mo doing it. I said, that was from a fucking TV. You know, I wanted to do that. So I got all my moves in. And I'm very happy. And then the very ending. uh, When uh, Jordan Romano, our closer. Gee, look at me saying our. And then I preached against that pronoun. And the possessive pronoun over there. uh, I said, I... I'm going to jump off the seat of when they win. I want to just rub it right in for the television. And then I want to tell the fans back in Canada, across the country, that fan exists. And then I just like jumped out of the seat when Jordan Romano got the last strikeout. And like woo! And then like I didn't do the woo, the Ric Flair woo, but I just like got up and then gave the, the, the very wide clap. And I did that on purpose too. It's not just a generic clap. I said I went wide. Just take it all in, bitches. Take it all in here's a hardcore fucking fan over here so yes that was on fucking purpose and I got I jumped out of the seat I mean that was awesome and then uh there were some moments that I was like mouthing words I don't I don't think they're in the highlights but if you go back and watch the game in the archive you'll see me saying when Miguel Cabrera came up sorry Miggy I love you but I had to call it out what happened I just mouth UI. D-U-I. CUI and then whenever uh Babu came on or the, I mean I'm sorry Badu came on I kept saying Babu and then like I just got in the face doing it shake my fucking head and do all that shit or when Grossman on the Tigers come up and say like, he's gross man he's gross he's gross he's disgusting I kept mouthing that over and over see the trick to doing it is if you're in camera you don't say it out fucking loud we're in the in that section In the section 127, 128, you just keep mouthing it and then you keep saying it like you're saying it. And then I didn't go over the line. I wasn't cussing and all that like dropping fuck damn shit and all that shit like some people do. Like, oh, it's so cool when you say, oh, you're a bitch, you know, all that stuff. You know, I give the Tampa Bay heckler a credit. There was this guy who kept making fun of Eric Kinski for the longest time in the Tropicana Field down in Tampa, Florida. And then this guy was like famous for not only getting on the nerves of the broadcast for yelling so fucking loud. Then again, nobody's at a Tampa game. He also never dropped a single expletive. And at that time, I just go, what a soft ass fucking heckling. Heckling? Heckling. And then I, and then, you know, more and more now, I just go like, you know what? This guy was TV aware. Good for him. Good for him. You know, the older I get, I I get wiser. And then I go, you know what? That was pretty good. Uh, and then the story behind If you watch the highlights uh, From the Saturday The August 29th Or the 28th game You'll notice that Halfway through When uh, The Alexander Kirk The Blue Jays catcher Got a home run The 5th and the 6th inning uh, I was not back there Neither me or Colleen Because the uh, weather was so fucking hot Due to the global warming Thanks humans um, We went to go grab A grab a couple icees But then <laughs> One of the IC machine died, so we had to stay another, like, 15, 20 minutes at the one line that everybody was at. And then I saw the home run that Kirk got, and then I, like, jumped up and down on a fucking line. There aren't too many Blue Jays fans. Like, it is pre-COVID time, you know, because the borders are closed. And then, uh, you know, I... And then, apparently, when we came back to the seats, the folks that are behind and in front of us told us, told us that, like... Oh, by the way, you know, there are a couple dudes that uh, wanted to take your seat, but then they got, I think they were drunk, and then they are a little obnoxious, started cussing, dropping F-words, so the security had to come tell them to, like, calm down, there's a kid in front of you, and then they, they wouldn't listen, so they escorted them out. I go, like, oh, gee, is that right? You know? So I want to go back and watch the game just to see what the hell happened because I, I Colleen noticed it, like, oh, those are the guys who cursed when we're out for, like, you know, inning and a half or so I was like, oh really? I was like, I don't give a shit uh, But then, you know, there was a kid sitting in front of us With his grandpa, I think You know, they travel all the way from uh, Fucking Harbor City, was it? Near Traverse City And then, uh, which is northwest of Michigan And then they said, wow, our friend to give us uh, the, the kid's friend's dad gave the tickets or some shit Which is great, good for the kid and all And then, uh, you know, I made sure that I don't cuss so much you know, or like under my breath at least. And then, uh, but the, the guy that was with the kid, I think the kid was like s- seven or eight. You know, I, I explained to him, yeah, that's Vladdy Jr. He's like, like Vladimir Aguero? I love that guy. I was like, that's his son. He's having a near MVP season. And then he looks over when he's, uh, uh, Vladdy is uh, warming up in the on deck circle. He goes, son of a bitch. <laughs> I just started laughing. I go, God, there's like, that's so cool. You know, it's like sitting up that close I I wasn't phased You know, I don't get starstruck anymore I just go like, yo, what's up, whatever Cause, I don't know, cause I I stopped putting People on a fucking pedestal I said that over and over and over When Bobichette comes up, Teoscar was like There, I took a picture, but then he was way too busy Talking to these other chicks And then other friends that I guess he knows In Detroit, so I go, I don't wanna bother this guy And then let the kid take a picture with him It's like, dude, I'm a full grown adult, I don't give a shit I'll see him again later, you know that kind of thing, so you know, I and then many other people were like just in awe and just utterly mesmerized, sitting in this section, you know, at least the first five rows and stuff. And then I was too, Colleen was too, you know. I was just like so happy I didn't want to leave, but then at the same time I just go like, yo, like keep it, keep it cool, you know. I got, you gotta play it cool. And then I was just like ready for the fucking television. So. I knew where the angles were, I knew when the right cuts were, just knowing how the game kind of works So I try to time it as best of my ability as possible So th- for those that watch the game I hope you enjoy my performance out there And then yes, I was kind of purposely obnoxious, but not to a point of a fucking cringe I don't think I was fucking cringe And then um, I think the funniest uh, feedback came from my dad, which is like, wow, BK you sit sit amongst all those people, the white people in Detroit. Uh, you don't look so like easily pushed around, be intimidated. <laughs> you got some fucking weight. I was like, yeah, I put on some goddamn muscle living in Detroit. But I, I thought that comment was funny. I was just like, dude, how many Asian people are sitting in this fucking section? You know, not to mention other minorities in the city like Detroit. You know, and then it's like the whole fucking field of dreams game that I made fucking fun of. I was like, yo, fucking Iowa. And then like three thousand dollar ticket. Who could fucking afford this shit? Sitting behind the home plate here, you know, white people. You know, who the fuck comes to Iowa? Even if, even though if you're a better size of minority, like Asian people. Fuck that. You're not gonna make halfway past like fucking Des Moines at this point. <laughs> I'm fucking joking, but you get the idea. And then I there was an in, I said to him. I said to my dad, there was an Indian family sitting next to us, but they weren't as passionate. I feel like they got a free company ticket, and they're just sitting there to fill off the time. Me and Colleen were having ball of a fucking time, you know. And then we are just like, just like talking trash, like, you know, it was like, just watching the game. But then I wasn't like mesmerized like some other people, but great for, great for the couples and families. And they're like, wow, this, is the, this might be the last time. And that just like shows you the appreciation and utter... Unaffordability of these fucking tickets, so we're very lucky I think we're the only people that actually bought the tickets <laughs> the Rest of the people, you know, either won it as a prize Or, you know, got it, like, in the people roll row one in front of us That like, oh my god, my friend's dad gave us these two Because he's like, I don't need them, like, or some shit I was like, yeah, it must be nice being a rich lawyer family Or some supplier family here in Michigan, you know I don't have that fuck you money, you know I got lucky because I'm just staring at the fucking deals. And then uh, I hope I can do this again in other stadiums, especially on the Blue Jays go. You know, so I'll just pick next couple shitty ass fucking teams that are just tanking awfully right now. Uh, Like Baltimore or Pittsburgh Pirates. Those are the nicest stadiums also. So I want to go check them out. And then I didn't get to do that in 2020. But anyways, that's the story behind what the fuck has happened behind the seats uh you know just send me what you thought was i overbearing canada especially there watching was i too much and then uh you know let me know what you thought i i, I hope i was gifable i hope i wasn't cringy but then you know i think i made moments if you watched the entire game i didn't go fucking viral as far, far as i know but then i'm sure some people saw me mouthing like do you why? do you why? And even Michigan people are going to be like fucking mad at this, like, who is this motherfucking Asian guy bad-mouthing Miki Cabrera and all that shit, Babu and all that shit. I go like, fuck you. It was a classy PG-level trash-talking I did, okay, for the television anyways thanks for listening uh well let's see where we are next week in september i might be recording this out of canada but then i think i'm coming back but uh we're making another trip across the border so anyways thanks for listening email me at aa.show at outlook.com email me at aa.show at outlook.com and then uh, we'll check back next week peace out <laughs>